This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudillalah wa man yudlil falahadiyalah wa ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله أرسله الله إلى الناس كافة بشيرا ونذيرا فبلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وتركنا على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك فصلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد حبتي في الله أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله والإحسان فإن الله مع الذين تقوا والذين هم محسنون My beloved brothers and sisters I start by praising Allah Almighty and I send blessings and salutations upon our beloved Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for gathering us here today, a gathering for his purpose, his dhikr and his remembrance. Today I want to, inshallah ta'ala, reflect over Surah 49, Surah Al-Hujurat. The ulama, they say that this Surah, Surah Al-Hujurat, it really encompasses all you need to know as it relates to how you should be behaving with others, and more importantly, how you should be behaving with Allah, His Prophet, and then mankind. And we, as an ummah, as a community, can never underestimate the importance of akhlaq, manners, and how we behave towards each other. And there are certain characteristics that we have to avoid and get rid of, and others that we must embody. And if we do this, the life that we live in this dunya would be much better. Your family life will be much better. Your work life will be much better. Your relationships will be much better. And more importantly, is among the uh, ways that Allah allows you into Jannah and Paradise. The Prophet said there are two things that will be the reason for people entering Jannah the most. Two things that will be the reason that most people will enter into Paradise and be forgiven. Taqawallahi wa husnul khuluq. Being someone that is mindful of Allah and having the best character possible. And those two are connected. And in this surah you will see that often Allah, as he's teaching us about the manners, the things we should do and the things we shouldn't do and how we should behave and how we should view each other and see each other, often Allah is reminding us of taqwa, being mindful of Allah Almighty. Because when you are mindful of Allah, your behavior changes. How you speak changes. This is why it's important that we become from the muttaqeen. May Allah make us among those. Ameen. يقول الله عز وجل يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تقدموا بين يدي الله ورسوله واتقوا الله 
The first ayah in this, and I'm not going to do the tafsir of the whole surah, but reflect on certain ayats in this surah, in this chapter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala started the surah by telling us about that all believers, Ya ayyuhalladina amal. The Sahaba used to say, whenever Allah addresses the believers, pay attention. Allah is talking to you. Allah Almighty, your Creator, is talking to you and me and all of us. O you who believe, لا تقدموا بين يدي الله ورسوله Do not precede any matter. Do not supersede anything as it relates to Allah and His Messenger. Surely, and be mindful of Allah. Surely Allah is the all-hearing and all, the all-knowing. Here you learn something very important. It is not about your opinion and your views. You are a servant to Allah. You live life the way Allah wants you to live. What Allah decrees, what Allah says is good, what Allah says is moral, what Allah says is halal, that's what we do. We follow and we allow the revelation to lead us. We allow the Prophet's message and sunnah to lead us and we walk behind it and that is our salvation. We don't walk in front of it, we do not question it, we do not doubt it. And if you do that, if you do that, if you understand that small fact, that in the end of the day, I am here to serve Allah, to serve His Messenger, to serve Allah's creation, and to be the best servant possible. And you allow the wahi and the revelation to lead you, it will lead you to Jannah. Be the husband that Allah wants you to be. The wife that Allah wants you to be. The neighbor that Allah wants you to be. The co-worker that Allah wants you to be. The parent that Allah wants you to be. The man and the woman and the child that Allah wants you to be. That is how we find salvation. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us about the virtue and the position and the importance of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam whom we love more than anyone else. Who when his name is mentioned we all say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Who we name our children after. Who is the person among all else we follow, hear and obey. Ya ayyuhalladheena amunu o yuhu baliyu la tarfa'u aswatakum fawqa sawti nabiyyi. Do not raise your voice above the voice of the Prophet. This was a command for the companions. Because the companions are being reminded of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the position of the Prophet. The position of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There is wisdom in that. Because among the companions were men that were older than the Prophet. Among the companions were his own parents, such as his uncles, who are like a parent to them, and, and Abbas and Hamza. So, Allah is reminding the position of the Prophet ﷺ supersedes age or anything else. He is the Prophet. That's why it wasn't difficult for Hamza and Abbas to humble themselves in front of their nephew. Because of the position Allah gave him. He is Rasulullah ﷺ. Now this is something that we often see that can happen when there is a younger person. And I'm addressing the elders among our community, mothers and fathers. When there is a younger person that you knew when he was growing up. It is sometimes difficult to view them other than how you remember them. A child. But then you see the child growing up and if they apply themselves and they learn their religion, all of a sudden, mashallah, they are delivering the sermon. Or they are teaching the Quran. Or they are giving the lecture. And then they're reminding you and a lot of times it is the uncles and the aunties and the grandmothers. And the gra You're going to tell me what's right and what's wrong? Am I going to listen to you now? I used to, I raised you. I remember when you learned how to walk. This is the attitude that we give. And sometimes, fair enough, there is some truth to that. But we must remember to respect the knowledge that the people of knowledge carry, even if they're younger. 
because they carry the message, the wahi and the revelation. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala vested that ilm and that knowledge and that Quran upon people that are younger, then they deserve that. Hence why the salah will be led, the salah the most imp- will be led by the most knowledgeable person. Not the eldest person, yes, when they are equal in knowledge, then the eldest, the Prophet said. But the first thing is the knowledge. We respect that. So remember that, my brothers. And the Prophet wasallam, this immense, immense respect that the companions had for him is because he is Rasulullah wasallam. And the immense, immense respect we have for his companions is because they are the companions of Rasulullah wasallam. And the immense, immense respect we have for our ulama is because they are carrying the knowledge of Rasulullah wasallam. And that is something that we always have to keep in mind. My dear brothers and sisters. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, addresses us as believers again. He says, If someone brings you news, a corrupt person tells you something, verify before you act. Lest you harm someone, lest you overreact, verify. And this is very important because too often we have two problems in our communities. One is people are spreading statements and things that this happened to this person, this happened to that person, things that you're not meant to be doing in the first place and causing corruption and anger within the community, within between family members, between spouses, between co-workers, unnecessarily. But then Allah is telling us, well, if someone brings you news, such and such said this about you, this person said this about you, don't immediately take it to heart. Protect that from your heart. There's a narration where the Prophet ﷺ said to his companions, do not tell me what others are saying about me. Do not tell me what others are saying about me because I want to come out to you with a clean heart. So, there's many lessons we learn from this. One, don't be the person that is telling people everything and anything. If someone brings you news, verify before you act. Because the last thing you want is to oppress another. You want to protect your heart from all these ill feelings. Jealousy, hatred, anger. You want to protect your heart. But you also want to protect others from yourself. Because you will oppress them. You will say something about them. Oh, he said that about me. Well, guess what? He did this and he did that. And this is going to destroy your deen. So, it's important that we ensure that before we act, we verify. You will have sometimes... Uh, now it's, it's gotten so bad, especially in social media. People are writing articles about something that they have no knowledge over. Assumptions over assumptions. Suspicions over suspicions. People are, it, it, is, it is such a corrupted thing and this surah is protecting us from that. Verify. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about another important fact. Why is it that we should ensure that we don't have ill feelings towards each other? Why is it important that we do not speak ill of each other, which is going to come? Why is it important that not everything you're told, you should believe immediately? Because we are brothers. We are brothers. This is such an important ayah. That what binds us is not blood. What binds us is belief, faith. The believers from all the way on the other side of the world are just as close to you, just as beloved to you, at least it should be, just as beloved to you, just as important to you as the one that is living in your home or the one whom your mother gave birth to. 
This is what it means. The essence of Islam, that's what it means. And that's what happened with the companions. Through the, through the uh, tutelage of the Prophet wasallam. they understood that fact. When the refugees from Mecca, the Muhajirun, they left Mecca, they fled Mecca because of the oppression, and they came to a different city that they were not the people. They gave them so much love that they were actual brothers. The Ansar and the Muhajirun. And this is the example we have to follow. And that means, I want you to remember the people next to you, those that are praying next to you, those that are in your neighborhood, every, everyone that says, La ilaha illallah is your brother and he has rights over you. And she's your sister and she has rights over you. And if we understood this, the way we speak about people would change, the, way we, the feelings we harbor for them would change. And you know what would also increase? The amount of help that we are supporting with each other. Wallahi, today, if it was your child or your brother's child or your, that was in need of help and support and aid, you would give the sadaq at the donations. But somehow, when we stand here and we say, and we're all guilty of this, myself included, and we stand here and we say, there's a starving child in Yemen, right? There is a drought in Africa. There is problems happening in, in we disassociate. Allah is saying, we are brothers. We can't do that anymore. Inna mu'minuna ikhwa. And among the best things we can do for each other, the Prophet ﷺ said in a hadith, that the best donate charity, the best sadaqah, is islah dhatil bayn. It is to reconcile between those that are in conflict. So, not only are we meant to see each other as true brothers, like Allah said, we are meant to strive towards reconciliation every opportunity possible. Nowadays, what we are doing is the opposite. We are taking people apart. A family, a couple or that are going through struggles, it is their friends that are encouraging the anger and the hatred at the home. Oh, he did this to you, get rid of him. Right? You can do better. I know I was never happy when you married him in the, to begin with. What does he do for you? This mentality, is it aslah that al or is it the opposite? It is the opposite. And this is not what Allah wants from us. And what do we want from Allah? What do we want from Allah? What do we want? We want Allah's mercy and rahmah. Allah says, لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ So that you may gain the mercy of God. Be good to each other, reconcile those that are fighting, and be true brothers to each other. What are some of the things that are stopping us from this true brotherhood? Is how we speak about each other. Hence the following ayah, Allah says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمُنُوا أَيُّهُ بَلِيفٌ لَا يَسْخَرْ قَوْمٌ مِّنْ قَوْمٌ Let not one group mock another group. Perhaps those who are being mocked are better. How often does that happen? A'udhu Billah. We view others as beneath us. We demean them. And you know, I, we, we, in some way, shape or form, many of us are guilty of it. لَا يَسْخَرْ قَوْمٌ مِنْهُمْ And Allah says, وَلَا نِسَاءٌ مِّنْ نِسَاءٌ And let the woman not mock the woman. Scholar said that specifically, Allah adjusts the woman folk here because the this is maybe more pre prevalent within the sisters. In any case, brothers and sisters have both been addressed. Do not mock each other. Do not see. That means that how, what forms can that take? It starts in the heart. Don't ever think you are better than someone else. Don't ever think you are better than someone else. Don't have that in you. It is an illness, ujub, self-amazement. Self-amazement. We need to be humble. Everything good about you is from because Allah uh, guided you. Allah says, وَلَا تَلْمِزُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ وَلَا تَنَابَزُوا بِالْأَلْقَابِ بِئِسَ الْفُسُوقِ بَعْدَ الْإِيمَانِ وَلَا تَلْمِزُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ What is lems? 
It is when you, this is when you are demeaning someone with your speech. You are demeaning someone with your speech. And it's very simple. You know, it's, I, 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 let me give you an example. Oh, that brother, he's just this. He's just that. You, you may not, you, um, someone may be working a job. Or you're just a construction worker. This is a form of demeaning the person. We should uplift the people when we see them. Call them with the best names possible. Give them the most respect possible. And we need to teach our children and our family members to do the same. Uplift every chance you get. Every chance you get to make someone's day. To uplift them. To say the best way possible. Do it. Wallahi Allah will reward you for it. And our community will be better off. Don't talk about another culture and demean them. Don't talk about another person and demean them. Don't talk about another... Uh, be fair Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, don't call each other names. Don't insult each other. The Muslim is not someone that insults. The Muslim, the believer, is not someone that insults. We say the best. Allah says in the Quran, husna. Say to the people the best of speech. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to avoid something else. So avoid mockery. Avoid calling each other names. Avoid demeaning each other. Avoid suspicion. Suspicion. Suspicion of other people. This is also another illness. Some of the ulama said this is ghibatul qalb. It is, again, you're viewing the other person in the most negative light possible. You're viewing the other person in the most negative light possible. He meant this by it. How do you know? When we are being told by Allah and the messenger of the companions that when someone says something, find the best uh, explanation for it. We are being told to have husnuddhan, right? To assume the best of people. This will help you before it helps them. Because you can't harbor so many ill feelings. It's going to get to you. Do not spy on one another. Especially those that are very close to each other. Husbands, do not check your wife's phones. Wives, do not check your husband's phones. Do not be overly suspicious. Don't do this. Everyone has rights. And often, you are be causing your own destruction. Often people, I wish I didn't know this. I wish I didn't know this. Then why are you looking for it to begin with? And it starts with suspicion, then we spy, and then what do we do? Then we backbite. And do not backbite one another. What is backbiting? Some people say backbiting thing is just when you lie about someone. No, even if it's true, you're not allowed to. Example, your friend is engaged in something horrible. You're not allowed to tell others. You're not allowed to tell us. Well, if it's a crime and you tell the police, that's one thing. But you're not allowed to tell others and talk about it. Oh, do you know what he did? Do you know what she did? Do you know what happened? And the Prophet asked, what is really backbiting? He said, It is to mention your brother in a way that he would not like. To mention your brother in a way that he or she would not like. This is one of the things that we have made halal. We have made it halal. I want you to check yourself. How often in a day do you speak about someone in a way that you know they wouldn't like to be spoken about? How often does that happen? And then ask yourself, am I among those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking about in this ayah? May Allah protect us. May Allah forgive us. 
May Allah make us among those who have the best character. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين كل ذنب فاستغفرنا هو الغفور الرحيم. الحمد لله رب العالمين والعقود المتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين. Earlier in the khutbah, I started by saying that the best, the, the, one of the ways that people enter the Jannah the most is through the good character. Good character is embodied by how you speak, how you, what, what you think of others. It starts with your heart and then it's exemplified in your speech and in what you do and your actions. So, if you want to go to Jannah, have good akhlaq. But do you know what leads to the fire the most? Your tongue. What you say of others. So these two are connected. You manage to control your, your tongue, you manage to control what you say about others, and this will in, result in you having good akhlaq and good character, which will result in you being saved and salvation. Wallahi, the example that Allah gave here. Think about it. Allah Almighty gave this example. As you are speaking ill of your brother, it may even be true, it may be that he is someone that doesn't, that is greedy or angers quickly or has any of the issues. It may be true. It may be true. But you're not allowed to tell others that. That you're not allowed to do. Because that's going to cause more problems. He may find out. He may get suspicious. And then we have this vicious cycle of people mocking each other, insulting each other, backbiting each other, having bad thoughts of each other, and the whole community will get corrupt and ruined. This has destroyed homes. This has destroyed people. Let's fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and get rid of these bad akhlaq. Finally, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in this, in this surah about all of mankind. يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ إِنَّا جَعَلْنَاكُمْ شُعُوبًا وَقَبَائِلًا لِتَعَارَفُوا إِنَّ أَكْرَمَكُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَتَقَاكُمْ The whole point of nations and tribes. Allah mentions all mankind. All the previous ayat, it was all believers. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا All you who believe, do not precede the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Remember that Allah and His Messenger comes first. O you who believe, do not raise your voice above the Prophet, respect him and understand the position of the Prophet Wasallam. O you who believe, when someone corrupt brings you news, ensure that you verify. Indeed the believers are brothers. O you who believe, do not mock each other. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O you who believe, avoid suspicion and do not spy on each other and do not backbite each other. Then Allah says, O mankind. إِنَّا جَعَلْنَاكُمْ شُعُوبًا وَقَبَائِلٍ We have made you into nations and tribes. لِتَعَارَفُوا So that you may know each other. Not so that you may think that you're better than each other. There's no supremacy over an Arab, a non-Arab, or a black, over a white, or anyone else. And this is something that we Muslims say, but do we act upon it? Do we act upon it? You have to believe that everyone is equal. All of them are lost creation. No nation is better than another nation. No nation is better than another nation. The Prophet's wife, Safiya, who was a Jewish, they said to her, Yehudiya, Jewish, the daughter of a Jewish. She came to the Prophet. The Prophet became upset about this. And he said, Tell them that you are the, the, uh, the descendant of Harun, and that your uncle is Musa. And that you are married to a prophet. And that you are married to a prophet. But what I'm trying to say is, this concept exists. We are not allowed to do that. All previous rules apply. Because why, why am I saying this? Because you know all the rules we mentioned earlier about being moral and not, and not uh, mocking and not demeaning. These all are things that we generally understand when it comes to individuals. But we think it's okay when it comes to nations 
and tribes. Oh, that tribe is horrible. Oh, that country is this. They're known to that and stereotyping them and looking at them in a different way. No, the same rules apply when it comes to shu'ub and qaba'il. You're not allowed to mock them. You're not allowed to demean them. You're not allowed to do it. You're not allowed to view yourself better than them. You're not allowed to be suspicious over them. You're not allowed to backbite them as an ummah, as a nation. And the purpose behind all of this is so that you may know each other. And it's a beautiful thing. And it's among Allah's signs how different we are, the different languages and the different people. And we're all meant to come together under la ilaha illallah. Then Allah mentions, and I conclude here, إِنَّ أَكْرَمَكُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَتْقَاكُمْ Indeed, the most honorable among all of you is the most God-fearing. Taqwa. The most fearing of Allah, the most mindful of Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us among those that are truly mindful of Him and forgive our shortcomings and make us among those that apply these characteristics in the akhlaqiyat and never demean their brothers and sisters. أقول قولي هذا صلوا على نبيكم أمركم الله تعالى حيث قال إن الله ملائكته يسلون على النبي أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم حبيب إلى الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلى الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين وأقيم الصلاة. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.